for that carrier update time now for our thursday community spotlight and it is thomas's turn to wear the interviewee hat today we're talking about <laughs> loaded and rolling which is of course the enterprise trucking show you are enterprise trucking expert and thomas this week we saw another company unfortunately fall victim to the failing market conditions let's talk about what happened in north carolina it is fascinating i think the company is called Freightworks, actually and we have to live in a simulation. Freightworks is no longer uh, working right now. Mm. They have gone out of business. But what's notable is two things. One, 186 power units, over 200 employees. If you take that, that is the top, less over the top 1%, uh, top 0.05% in terms of carrier size. You have mm-hmm. to remember most five trucking fleets or smaller five-man operations. Uh, but... What is amazing is that with this particular story, uh, the situation is contracted rates was the primary driver of it. You Mm -hmm. normally don't see trucking companies go out of business uh, because of a massive instance of all your customers at once asking for reductions. Second part that makes it very interesting is that uh, given the size of this operation, their mix, their customer mix is relatively small. So you Mm -hmm. finally get up to 186 trucks. You think, well, I've made it. Thankfully, I can finally expand. Well, you're in this gulf between small carrying owner-op that's just doing load boards and one or two customers, large enterprise carrier with 50 backup customers, and here you are in the middle, this uncanny valley, where all it takes is two of those five or your smaller customer mix to immediately ask for rate reductions, and you go from in the red to, uh, I mean, in the green to in the red, so mm-hmm. to speak. Very quickly. And that's something that I think is important for those groups that exist in kind of that nether region, right? The valley, as you called it, which isn't a whole lot. And so if you're a carrier that's in that space, how do you go about diversifying your customer base to make sure that doesn't happen? Is it about finding shippers that are in wildly different avenues? So you might be dealing with different types of freight and you're able to keep those contracts on different levels? That's where it gets hard because uh, when you're looking at RFPs, they're a big commitment. We're talking months to sometimes even a whole year for it to take place. So uh, imagine we're in pricing. You're the owner of the company and I'm your pricing director. And you say, Thomas, well, this may be a problem. We have five big customers. We need to probably get a few more, but we don't have enough trucks for them. Mm-hmm. How do we approach this? Do I keep talking to three extra ones on the side and say, hey, just in case I'm here, but then they offer me lanes that I cannot commit to. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get into such a situation where it's one way to fill a bucket. If you had 5,000, uh, let's say 2,500 trucks, you need 7,000 loads per week on a turn ratio. That is, that's something where you have a lot of different levers to pull. If you're a smaller joint and you may can only dedicate 50 trucks for your main lanes, then well, you know you can't just go on the spot market. It's an 84 cent difference in terms of spot and contract, and that's the realization they had. So you know, pragmatically speaking, uh, once you know having relationships with your existing customers, you got to pick the right customer. Some customers that are large Fortune 100s, they just look at you as a number in the routing guide. Mm-hmm. I just need to cut this by 10%. They don't care if you go out of business. So you do want to have a diversification of, do I have the right customers that actually care enough about me that they'll be bothered if I happen to disappear and go out of business? <laughs> you know, that's one important topic. Do they care? <laughs> yeah, do you really care? Write them a little note, sit a little bit on the desk. Do you like me? You know, but... Uh, 
it's important to always have backup options. And when you're that size, these aren't very large. We can say 200 employees, 186 power units, maybe 140 on the driver count. There is not a lot. It is extremely small. Just to give you an example, a whole business unit when I worked at a large asset carrier, just for one type, had at least like 100 people. Mm-hmm. And that was just in dispatch operations, not counting load planning, customer service, outside sales, roadside. Oftentimes in these smaller companies, there's only like one or two people. So it's not like you have the time mm-hmm. to get ahead of this because you're so focused on the day-to-day. Trucking is like trying to run through a forest with your head looking down. You don't have time to really look far ahead. Now, if you're a shipper, the opposite. You're looking so far ahead, you're you're going to run into a tree like the pandemic. That yep. tree will sneak up on you, which is supply chain demand related curves that you've not accounted for and you don't have time to move out of the way. So, you know, as trucking every once in a while, I guess the best way to say for my humble expertise, pause, look up, check your sonar tab, look at the market <laughs> conditions, talk to your customers, talk to other executives and ask yourself, am I okay if something happened? Mm-hmm. And what was bad with that carrier situation tragically was once they finally took a moment and stopped, it was a very heartfelt message by their vice president. They didn't want to quit, but unfortunately the math forced them to. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a carrier, when you're growing and reaching a certain point, That is the thing that keeps a lot of executives up at night. So obviously they were existing mainly on their five contracted customers as we were talking about. Last year, it seems like it was kind of the year of the mini bid, right? We saw a lot of these contract bids go from a full year bid cycle to a quarterly and then sometimes even a monthly bid cycle getting down to account for those market changes and to have that contracted freight, but to really be able to adjust and be a little bit more flexible. Do you think that for companies who are maybe trying to avoid going out of this business and losing their contracted freight, that might be a better approach to take is to try and maybe negotiate some shorter bid cycles and get more into that mini bid habit? That is the the tragic challenge of trucking is it is very bifurcated, which is you have the largest carriers that have access to mini bids, uh, your Warners, your Schneiders, your US Expresses, your Covenants. You can get a mini bid. Mm-hmm. You can get a mini bid a lot of places. You can piss off a customer for five years and when the rates get low enough, they'll call you back because you just have the size. <laughs> and uh, you would think that a trucking company with 186 power units would have that access, but no. Mm-hmm. They're actually, the, imagine we're playing at the poker table and you have one chip and you have 150 to 200 trucks, and you're like, I finally made it. And then right next to you is Schneider with basically the whole, low, pot. The whole <laughs> pot because of access. And a correction on their customer mix, I don't know if it was exactly five customers, but from my experience, given the power unit amount, a handful of customers that made a significant one. I don't want them to call back out live on air and say, I had seven. We had seven, but actually. It's, it is interesting because people tell me, well, you're the trucking expert. I was like, yes, but it's a tale of two cities, a tale of two trucking companies. You have the largest ones and the largest assets that get to work with it, that get all the access. Like, I, I mean, we could, we could theoretically at a multi-billion dollar trucking company with thousands of trucks, if we needed to fill the bucket, I mean, we could undercut the market. We mm-hmm. had that because we economies of scale, but with 150, I can't get access. Imagine I want to go talk to Home Depot, Procter & Gamble, or Walmart. They would laugh at me. Oh, 186 trucks. Now nah, you're cool. We work with, a, you need to be 1,000 or above mm-hmm. to play. It's a pay-to-play system where even for brokerages, by the way, the only reason we saw a lot of market share growth by brokerages was because trucking capacity was in such a poor state that they finally took the opportunity and they're like, well, I normally don't like dealing with you because I know you're taking me to the cleaners, but right now, you know, gotcha. I'm, I'm going to need some help. And what's fascinating is now that we're seeing contract rates go down, the customers giveth, and now they take it. They're going to say, well, I want 15% discount on contract for my carriers, but I don't want 40% discount from the brokerages. Mm. So, you know, when we're seeing these layoffs, 
it's not just trucking companies, it's also brokerages because you buy truck count or you buy staff to meet demand and when the prices no longer cover it, you know, that's the situation we're running into. It's a hard world out here for everybody right now. Thomas, we've got the Loaded and Rolling show, which comes out Tuesday afternoons, and we've got Loaded and Rolling the newsletter, which drops here. You can subscribe to that up on FreightWaves.com. What can we expect this week? Exciting stuff. Talking about the trucking company going out of business. Also, Night Swift CEO does not want drivers between 18 and 20 bucking the trend. Normally, large carriers love talking about how they want to get more in it. But at the end of the day, when we talk about a driver shortage, that is very much a situation where truckload supply and demand and your theoretical driver shortages do not always work. Mm -hmm. If I put 80,000 more drivers right now, you're going to crash the trucking market. So uh, that's going to be in there as well. We also interviewed uh, uh, with Walter Mitchell, CEO of Thai Software, TMS Company, on Tuesday. You can catch that at tv.freightwaves.com slash loaded and rolling. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter, it comes out at 2 p.m. today. Today is Thursday, by the way. And you can check that out at freightwaves.com slash loaded and rolling. And head on over to freightwaves.com slash newsletters and get into every single newsletter we have to offer as well. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our next check of weather, so don't go away.